people, we've all seen renegade cops and FBI agents and wrestlers. But what's a profession we haven't seen go rogue in an action movie that you'd like? Um, chair dispenser at a beach. <laughs> the guy who hands out chairs, deck chairs yeah. to the tourists. Kowalski, get in my office. <laughs> you're, you're at least Canon Kowalski, hand in every chair. <laughs> you go, there's gonna be a lot mate you know what kind of work i do and that's why i've had it yeah we know mate we know kowalski pencil pushes up uh, up up south yeah great pencil pushes up south down dorset they don't know what i do here they don't know what this city beach is like the city beach come on kids we're gonna go to the city beach <laughs> in that's, deptford that's a nice sad castle beep beep ah <laughs> I've been stabbed and fucked. <laughs> it's just a moon away, mate. It's not a city beach. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. Them bloody London tapes. <laughs> They're bloody city beaches. <laughs> then some bloody maverick um, chair dispenser guy comes over and lobs a chair at me. <laughs> Newspaper said it was the act of a hero. <laughs> they said he'd handed them all in, but um, kept one. <laughs> you can never get that last one off of him. He's a pro. <laughs> Fucking love you, Kowalski. He might be a Rest fucking rogue, but he knew the rules. Rest in peace. that makes fists with its toes and then uses them to beat terrorists. I'm Paul Gruber. I'm Punch Punchman. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great name for a fucking rogue cop in these <laughs> movies. Punch, get in here! I just don't understand you, Punch, but I'd like to. You should be all about the punching, but now you're all about the man. Hey, you got the fucking evidence files. I don't know, ask Punch. <laughs> punch? <laughs> oh, da, 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 da. Punchman! We have just finished our big burly trilogy of recommendations. Boff. And talked about fire maintenance from outer space. With its big, burly 50-year-old men. Yeah. So let's cap off this testosterone jamboree with the best-ever action movies. Testosteronical. Testosteronical. Testorionics. Testosterostinal. <laughs> Great. I'm glad I wrote this script when I was much more awake than I am now. <laughs> We're riffing it. We're just riffing it. Keep going. <laughs> With all the shit I've written. Um, <laughs> yes, action movies. Is anything truly as purely cinematic as the action sequence? Right back to the Great Train Robbery, and even the Ned Kelly gang before that. Cinema has been obsessed with action, which is why every shot on every movie starts by someone yelling action, followed by a lengthy fist fight that gets cut out of everything except action movies. Steel Magnolias. It's weird that they do it that way. Yeah. (laughs) They do do that. Cinema demands it. Do you know Christopher Nolan actually has every single one of those fights himself? (laughs) He insists on it because he's a pro. (laughs) The fucking end. Okay, action. His subconscious has been... Ow! (laughs) Nolan! You've murdered Leonardo DiCaprio again. (laughs) Can't believe he's allowed to do that. (laughs) But he is. He definitely is. We've all looked into it. Individually (laughs) and together. We've seen the files. Oliver Stone's film. I mean, only raised more questions. His film, The Files, which we thought would, you know, <laughs> give us all the answers, didn't. We will be counting down our picks for the best pissing action movies of all time. Blot. And along the way, talk about all the ways that we can be thrilled and spilled by the most fistful of cinematic forms. So for the sake of clarity and really convenience for us, we shall not be including westerns, superhero movies, historical epics, war movies, or hard sci-fi like Star Wars. 
So anything with lasers is a no. If we were talking about those things, Sergio Leone, The Dark Knight, slash The Avengers, slash Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, Russo Brothers stuff. Historical epics, Gladiator, war movies. Saving Private Ryan has some really thrilling battle sequences in it. You got Seven Samurai in there. You got Braveheart. Oh yeah. Yeah, and in terms of like hard sci-fi, we've definitely be talking about the kylo ren versus ray fight at the end of force awakens which is one of the best we'll get there things we'll get there we'll do a special just star wars star wars one and star wars yeah hey sean flo's calling me right now i bet it's about this exact point just leave it sean (laughs) fuck off sean for a minute would you just we'll talk about it Okay. I was I was gonna I was gonna answer it and, and yell and then that and then hang up and then that'd be a thing. But then I realised that he'd have to wait two weeks to figure to realise what that was. So because you wouldn't explain it, Sean. If you're listening now, just pretend that happened and it was fucking amazing. If you could just be pissed at Given for two weeks, that would be that would be ideal. General state of being. <laughs> so yeah, we're here to talk about cops with a grudge, bromancing bank robbers, and wizened martial artists and Jackie Chan. Now. Hmm. Let's have a couple of honourable mentions. Now, as challenging a person as Steven Seagal has become, he did used to have a lot of charm and a hell of a lot of talent. Uh, the movies to watch are his three-word titles of the of the 90s. So that's Above the Law, Hard to Kill, Marked for mm-hmm. Death, Out for Justice, and On Deadly Ground. Under Siege 1 and 2 are also quite fun. But that's it. <laughs> At his peak, he was kind of like a Bruce Willis type who could fight. He had that kind of, oh, hey, kind of mentality. Oh! oh! But he could, like, <laughs> do fucking amazing Aikido. So I do recommend those movies a lot. Especially, let me pick one out. Hard to Kill is great. That's the one where he is in a coma for the, the, the ten years or so. <laughs> yeah. And then wakes up and um, there's an action sequence involving him getting wheeled out of a hospital secretly. It's really fun. Which is wonderful. <laughs> and that is the one with the famous blood bank line. You take that to the bank. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. Fuck yeah. The Bonnie Vare. <laughs> EP. The Jeu de Vivre. The first ones that came to mind really outside of the caveats we've already given. Mm. Uh, Crank, Hardcore Henry, just examples of just pure fucking relentless brutal action. Just off the wall, really crazy and mm. no nothing reining it in for yeah. the duration. Uh, I just really love them. I kept yeah. thinking of films that would make me, that I remember sitting in the cinema and laughing yeah, yeah. throughout because of how over the top it was and it's, it's these two mostly that just yeah. um, that have achieved it every single time I've seen them yeah they deserve a mention and they should be seen to be believed you gotta get your peepers on them another unfortunate omission is two of my favourite action heroes um, first of all the person I would have professed to be my favourite Asian martial arts star growing up Jet Li mm. uh, and the best films there are Fist of Legend Hero a hero is so fucking good so good Once Upon a Chima 1 through 3 and Fearless are yeah. uh, all just absolutely incredible um, but he just got pipped and also no JCVD I love the crazy French but uh, ba- Belgian sorry bastard and Yvonne your he- favourite western martial artist <laughs> My very favourite one. I have so much time for JCVD, and if you had been on this yeah. list, it would have been something like Kickboxer, Bloodsport, which, those two movies are practically identical, but people really dislike Bloodsport, and I can't remember why. I can never fucking remember the two apart, but it's, I, I wonder if that's the one where Forrest Whitaker is trying to catch him. I hope so. Or Hard Target is just fantastic. But, um, very good. All just squeezed out in spite of his mighty fires. Squeezed out like a trained martial artist in a le- leotard. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Love how squeezed out you're looking. 
I really think Hot Fuzz deserves a mention. Yeah. It, uh, it, for me, it didn't get into the top my top ten because it's more it's an homage. It's a very capable, competent homage to great action movies. Mm. I mean, it does it really well. The action is really well done. It's really thrilling, and it's got the comedy to boot. Um, <laughs> makes it a really great overall action film. But I think for what it's doing, it yeah, it can't be in the top ten for me. That's fair enough. Um, I have nothing from Japan or South Korea, even though the Japanese basically invented so much of what we now think of as the action movie yeah. with the incredible works of Akira Kurosawa, Masaki Kobayashi, Kenji yeah. Fukasaku, Kenji Masumi, and more recently Takeshi Kitano and Takeshi Miike. Yeah, so Zatoichi, Zatoichi was oh, yeah. um, was a very close one for me. Um, it just, that wonderful standoff style of um, mm. samurai fights, which is just Japanese sort of martial arts cinema. Yeah. No, it's not. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> it's just just very um, emblematic of that, that kind of genre. It's very exciting. Takeshi mm. Uh, Takeshi Kitano himself is just amazing. He's an extraordinary presence. It's hard to think of someone. I think it, it, I guess it comes down to like the John Wicks, uh, the John Wayne, sorry, school of uh, vocal control. Yes, he's he's such a physical presence, mm. and he's he's lethal in this movie. And yeah. even though so much of it is slow paced, it's thrilling, absolutely yeah. thrilling. And yeah, um, having just recently seen Takeshi Miike's new film uh, First Love, mm. that. That went straight up there to one of my favourite action movies because of, it's a film sprawling in nature, mm. myriad characters all coming converging on this one point, yeah. this finale at the end, and um, it just gets the right balance between humour, violence, and yeah. choreographed action. Absolutely. Without being too ridiculous in the Takeshi <laughs> Miike style. Mm. It's a really, really great contender, but um, yeah. I also feel like I need to see it at least once more to properly assess its uh its its true place yeah i think i, I saw uh, both directors had really great work in the 90s um with takeshi yeah. uh kitano it was stuff like violent cop which i think might be an 80s movie and um hanabi and films hanabi, like that yeah. yeah all of which so are just good. really great but inter- they're more thrillers than action i think and uh Mike was just yes. a fucking madman in the 90s <laughs> just whatever he wants just dead or alive the shinjuku triad society trilogy just yeah really yeah. big stuff um, meanwhile, yeah. uh, South Korean cinema is having its action renaissance right bloody now, what? over the last 20 years anyway. Oh. Movies like The Villainous, A Hard Day, The Man from Nowhere, The Chaser, Snowpiercer, oh, um, A Bittersweet Life, uh, City of Violence, The Thieves, Shiri, and of course my favourite film of all time, Old Boy. My last one, I really want it to be in the top 10, because I just adore the movie, and... Uh, we'll see how I feel next week. But The Fifth Element is just one of my favourite, one of my favourite sci-fi action movies of all time. I guess I could say because it's it's leaning into yeah the harder um, sci-fi, the harder sort of sci-fi. Um, even though I do have a sci-fi movie in my in my top ten, it's it's mainstream. It's mainstream. Are they are they shooting bullets? They're shitting bullets, mate. Fuck yeah! Then that's all you need. Sweet. <laughs> Fifth Element also does that, but it's very very fun. The action is has a wonderful like bouncy yeah. quality to it. Yeah. <laughs> which, which which I really love in, in Luke Besson movies. Um, yeah, that Bruce and Leon, Willis, I think, are definitely yeah. his best. Bruce Willis, almost at his best. Certainly hmm. when he gave a shit. Yeah, Unbreakable. <laughs> also, every action movie I loved as a teenager seemed to be set in the desert. <laughs> and there's one desert movie in my list, but there's also Desperado, Way of the Gun, The Getaway, Assassins, mm. Broken Arrow, and more. Ooh. And finally, I'd also just like to point out Haywire, yes. uh, an excellent action movie from Steven Soderbergh, starring the excellent and yet-to-find-a-vehicle-as-good Gina Carano. So, she was in Deadpool for a bit. She was in Deadpool for a little bit. Anyway... That's enough of all these uh, conditionals. Let's get to these massively compromised lists. So 
one of the discussions that we were having was Bond is going to have to appear on this list somewhere. Mm. And for me, um, with my uh, with my memory of uh, that lasts about ten minutes, um, <laughs> it's going to have to be Skyfall, which is the most recent non bad James Bond movie. <laughs> Country, England, gun, shot, agent, provocateur, murder, employment. Skyfall. Skyfall. Done. For me, it's just a, a formidable villain, and the, the mm-hmm. tension and the action just constantly ramps up. You're you're going from you know from shootouts to sort of surveillance to a fucking London Underground train just crashing oh, through the yeah. floor in, into the tunnels, and it just it just keeps climbing and climbing from there, and uh, finishing with that you know the Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Like the Home Alone-a-thon at the end where Bond's back to basics. Mm. We're still really in the midst of this subversive Bond and it's just the, the perfect mixture, but it's it's the progression from the, the Paul Greengrass mm. born style yeah. uh, violence in, casi- in Casino Royale and then used really, really badly in um, Suntum of Qualys. Yeah, it's it's just the perfect mix. And you, you've even got Ben Wishaw in there and his, his face alone is action enough. <laughs> um, there are a whole bunch of... <laughs> There are a whole bunch of, bunch of Bond movies in there which are great uh, and have wonderful action. But yeah, for me, it's just the l- limits that it exceeds mm. here for me, which, which really does it, really scratches that itch. Yeah, definitely. And I will say that as a kid, Bond was kind of synonymous with action. But the first of Bond I ever saw was a triple bill that was on late one night and it was The Spy Who Loved Me, mm. uh, The Man With The Golden Gun, and then the premiere of Goldeneye, like too late at night for me to stay up for, so they recorded it on VHS and I could watch it. Ah. And it was just, those are such quintessential Bond films, the gadgets, the kind of, mm. and Goldeneye really stood out as the most violent, <laughs> it's a really violent alternative to Roger Moore. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's always stayed with me. And Bond movies like, uh, what's the one that Roald Dahl wrote? Oh, You Only Live Twice. That's a fucking great movie. Yeah. It's batshit insane. It's Bond goes to Japan and ends up with a, army of ninjas assaulting a volcano base full of laser wielding astronauts it's absolutely insane oh like in austin powers <laughs> absolutely some men are coming to kill us we're gonna kill them first My number 10 is what happens when one of the greatest directors who ever worked turns his attention to a camp action adventure movie. Mm. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. For nearly 3,000 years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. Starring Harrison Ford, charismatic and young, and just probably at his most lively playing Indiana Jones, the archaeology professor who undertakes a race to try and uh, beat the Nazis to a relic that actually contains the wrath and or love of God. I'm not quite sure how that works. I don't think anyone is, but 
they think about it. It's a swashbuckling adventure in the best kind of style. The action set pieces are things like really incredible motorized stunts and people jumping between stunt vehicles mm. and fantastic fist fights, and all the while punctuated by these surprisingly graphic moments of violence. It's a PG movie and it's generally accepted to be good for kids, but there are moments where a guy will just get shot in the face good old days. and blood will pour down his thing, or a Nazi will get sucked into a plane propeller. You know, a big part of getting your film rated is being able to cite precedent. I really feel like more filmmakers should be taking Raiders of the Lost Ark with them and just be like, look at this! Disney saying that I can't have Loki's spear going all the way through Coulson. Look what fucking Indiana Jones was up to. Different time. Different time. People getting away with in the 80s. (laughs) But yeah, it's a... It's a fantastic film. It's a good old-fashioned adventure in the sense that they're sort of globe-trotting, running around, and, you know, just visiting all of these different locations. Mm. Uh, Written by Lawrence Kasdan of Star Wars fame, um, with a fantastic supporting cast, including Karen Allen, John Rhys-Davis, Denham Elliott, and even... Um, at the very beginning, Dr. Octopus playing the treacherous uh, guy who guides him into the temple. <laughs> of course. Uh, mus- the music by John Williams is incredibly evocative and a lot of fun. It's just a really fabulous film. <laughs> And it ends with the opening of the Ark of the Covenant, which is just one of the craziest things you'll see in a kids' movie. So yep. yeah, yeah, I remember fun. that. Um, <laughs> I definitely remember that the most out of any other part of Indiana Jones because I was about ten. <laughs> Dad, what's um? <laughs> Quick, just put on Starship Troopers instead, Paul. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, my upbringing. Paul Verhoeven is my safe space. <laughs> Satire. So my <laughs> my number nine is um, finally after all this time we're going to be getting into um, a- Asian martial arts and uh, who better mm. to start off with? That's right, you guessed it. It's Donian, who um, is best known, well for me anyway, with the Ip Man yeah. series. And yeah, I want to talk about Ip Man, the first one. When Japan invaded China. Deadly fist. Many rose to fight against them. But only one man had the secret. Also, as Asian um, guy in Blade 2. It wasn't was an Asian guy in Blade 2. <laughs> and Asian guy in Star Wars. And Asian guy. He's <laughs> very, very great range. Anyway, Ip Man, um, uh, Master of Wing Chun. Mm. His beginnings in, I think it's Foshan in China. Um, right. I may and probably am wrong. <laughs> this is notable for some just truly astounding f- fight sequences. There's yeah. one where, I mean, the most famous one is in the Karate Dojo. It's during the, the Japanese occupation of China and people are working for scraps and um, under Japanese rule. And he, he goes in and watches some of his countrymen just being absolutely obliterated by this Japanese general who uh, you know who's just fi- fighting Japanese karate against uh, Chinese kung fu and the the rage with which he dispatches these people and it's one of the only successful one of the only times that i've seen a fight successfully show somebody fighting several people at a single time mm. you watch him move and defending the, bl- the blows of several people and you actually believe it you're not it's not just one person rocking up and then getting knocked over and then the next person it, what donnie yen manages to bring to this role is just the the pure mm brilliance of a martial arts master um it's also it's also fairly well acted for a, for a kung fu movie <laughs> yeah. um and and just watching donnie yen fight in general in any film really is just it's just such a sight to behold um this is the best of it i think yeah absolutely it's it, it's surprising how brutal it gets as it as it wears on yeah it, it's <laughs> sh- shockingly at times yeah the aesthetic gradually gets darker as the stakes yeah. get higher and yeah it's really it's quite 
quite sad to the point it almost looks like a post-apocalyptic movie as the japanese yeah. invasion gets into full swing it's yeah, yeah. troubling Ip man okay uh my number nine yeah. is mad max fury road we are not things we are not things where is she taking them I'll just do that. Directed by George Miller, the director of the original Mad Max movies, and um, Road Warrior obviously deserves some uh, uh, Mm -hmm. mention as being a really incredible movie, but he really ups the stakes in Fury Road and makes a much bigger action movie. Um, A nearly relentless chase through the desert, um, starring Tom Hardy as Mad Max, but much more crucially, you've got Charlize Theron as Imperator Furiosa, the best-named character outside of an Idris Elba thing. (laughs) Um, Life (laughs) Also brilliant Just supporting characters Like Nicholas Holt um, Rosie Mm. Huntington Wheatley um, Surprisingly And Riley Koff And Zoe Kravitz And Abby Lee Anyway Courtney Eaton Brian Brown in it (laughs) Brian Brown Fantastic score by uh, Junkie XL Yeah Really quite memorable And it's just a film It's a Mad Max movie That has a themes And analysis page On its Wikipedia Which just says So much It's trying so much It's a whole world, a beautiful, incredible world that includes words like gas town and bullet farm and just, you know, the fucking, uh, what are they called? The war boys. Yeah. Just everything about it just feels fabulously well thought out and fully developed. And it's just a relentlessly exciting action movie. It's a just incredible exchanges, just little moments that when you're watching it, you're just delighted that you're at this bit. Mm. And yeah, the, the action takes the form of incredibly ambitious stunts, massive set piece explosions. Oh man, it's just so much fun. It's such a fun premise as well that it just continues to excite. And yeah, it's just a masterclass in how to actually drive a story forward with action. Yeah. Almost every exchange has an impact on the plot. It, it makes it feel significant, every moment of it. Yeah. I think that makes it one of the best. Yeah, great. Mm. Um, it's one of those films that will never date, I think, because the yeah. because the the practical effects are just so perfectly done. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple, you know, the big the big sandstorm thing is a bit hokey, but it's so stylized that yeah. I think that forgives a lot of it. talking about forgiveness uh, has nothing to do with this whatsoever just can't <laughs> think of a segue mission impossible uh, oh god being responsible Woo! for some just f- frenetic mm. breathtaking and inventive just unbelievable <laughs> action sequences mostly mm. because tom cruise i guess thinks that he's invincible and <laughs> prove him um, wrong we'll, yeah come on prove us wrong tom um he's he's my favorite i think he's probably the west's answer to jackie chan because he's the only person that will willingly put himself through pun- like the same sort of punishment mm. just for for a good action sequence mm. not as talented as jackie chan um <laughs> with the but he hasn't yet denounced his son um, f- um for the chinese okay. authorities so he's up there anyway mission impossible three four five and six are all fantastic really fantastic action movies one and two have their strengths and two definitely has its weaknesses anyway if fallout is the better story or not is up for debate i'm not sure but the action your mission should you choose to accept it i wonder did you ever choose not to 
end you always feared is coming. And the blood will be on your hands. Again, the relentless, relentlessness of it. The the Tom Cruise Henry Cavill face off yeah. through that film, and you got um, the return of um, Sean Harris's character. Oh yeah, it's it's just a perfect marriage of all of all of these forces, and they each bring something different, and they're all menacing in their own way. And the the threat is just noxious. Mm. Then throwing in, um, is it Rachel Monaghan at the end? Ah, uh, Michelle. Um, Michelle Monaghan, sorry, um, at the end just adds that extra little bit of emotion mm. and at, at, a, at a point where you feel like any other film would just end about 20 minutes earlier, it just manages to keep ramping up that action and ramping mm. it up. And the final sequence where it's, count- it's counting down to the beginning of a sort of world changing, yeah. world ending event <laughs> with the two of them like racing each other in helicopters to try and f- to- so Tom Cruise can finally get the disarming device. What we said before is you, you know that he's going to do it, but you just don't know mm. how. That's what makes these some of these movies just some of the best action movies there are. Yeah, it totally suspends your disbelief that everything's going to turn out okay. Um, especially, yeah. especially, I I bought the opening. I feel like an idiot, but the opening where there's a bit of a fake out, I really bought it and thought, yeah. holy shit, they've made this one dark. And then yeah. the twist happens and it's like, oh, these movies are so much fun. Yeah. I, I didn't feel cheated. Yeah. I just yeah. felt, that's exactly how I felt. Like, oh, because it didn't do anything that's not established by the rules of the franchise. And that's just fabulous. I, I, I will just say that um, I don't remember being as emotionally involved in these movies as I was during the J.J. Abrams third one. Where I just, I really viscerally remember feeling all the way through, oh, just kill him. (laughs) For the love of God, please, just kill him before he does something awful. (laughs) It was, I think there's something about putting an explosive in somebody's brain that just really got to me. It's not very nice, is it? But it's not a very nice thing to do. And that whole opening with the, um, where he's pointing the gun at the girlfriend, at Michelle Monaghan's head, um, it's just, oh, brutal. Yeah. But then I always thought that Ghost Protocol, the Brad Bird movie, had the best um, action sequences. Mm. But um, I mean, Fallout's fucking amazing. There's no doubt the about that. The fist fight but... between Tom with Tom Cruise, Henry yeah. Cavill, and the the um, like the Asian Third contact party. in the bathroom is just <laughs> yeah. Oh, it really is incredible. It's one of my favorite fight scenes it's... of recent yeah. cinema, I think. It's really brilliant, but I do I love the set pieces. And Ghost Protocol always felt like what Bond could be mm. in the modern age because Bond is busy being mm. born, but. Ghost Protocol is how you could make a campy Roger Moore style Bond movie. That's the thing because it's fun. It's very fun, and yeah, I'm also laughing. It's very fun because of how ridiculous the, some of the stunts are, the set pieces, or even just the, the, the espionage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the scene where they're pushing the movable wall down the corridor <laughs> and it's pro- projecting what's behind them yeah. is so silly. It's beautiful. So it has everything. It really does. Anyway, sorry, we could spend all day talking about Mission Impossible. Yeah. What the hell is he doing? I find it best not to look. <laughs> My next one is another person we could spend all day talking about. It's Christopher Nolan. I can't have his Dark Knight movies because of um, reasons. So, um, but uh, entirely, you know, unmotivated by that. Inception is just one of the best yeah. action movies ever made. Mr. Cobb has a job offer he would like to discuss with you. Like a work placement? Not exactly 
it's one of the most ambitious. It has this yeah. beautiful premise, which people say, oh, it's not that intelligent, really, once you get the hang of it. But that's what Nolan does, is he makes films that are really actually quite complex, but it makes it seem like it's not that hard. Yeah. If you actually break down what's going on in Memento or Dunkirk, you'd think there's no way of making this work. But he does, with a great deal mm. of talent and intuition. And in Inception, he's cutting between these multiple different levels of dreaming so naturally and in such a way that you just accept it. And it's an incredible action movie. The gunfights are fantastic. He's really changed his stance on how to lay out an action scene since Batman mm. Begins, where, you know, he was a bit too close to the action, a bit too j cutty and... You know, there's problems yeah. and there's still issues with the way in which he composes action. Um, specifically, I always see gifs of like fights from the Dark Knight Rises, which very clearly <laughs> show people around just sort of yeah. standing and waiting for their turn. But the thing yeah. is, and th it's the same is true of The Last Jedi. I never noticed those guys. Yeah. And I think that's the tell is, yes, there's shit in the frame, but I think it's just the difference. Some people will stare at the main character like I do mm. and the eh, fancy shit they're doing. Others will be idly searching the background for things that are wrong. If you're into it, then you're not going to be looking for plot holes. Exactly. It's the same with things like that. Yeah. And if you're out to prove Christopher Nolan's a cretin, then... <laughs> Well, good luck to you. But I love Inception. It's got this big ambitious plot about trying to plant an idea in somebody's head whilst they have a militarized subconscious, which is a brilliant mm. fucking concept. The Everything that happens in the hospital layer, level with um, Tom Hardy sort of um, Call of Duty-ing his way through it yeah. is just amazing. I love Arthur in the hotel fighting people in increasingly complicated gravity situations. Oh, yeah. It's just one of the most stunning action sequences one of the best fights ever put to film and I remember really viscerally in the original the first time we saw it at the IMAX there was a round of applause after Arthur manages to finally shoot the guy so yeah and that big Hans Zimmer soundtrack which is one of the best action movie soundtracks ever composed as soon as it starts up you just feel yeah. that frisson of excitement like oh fuck it's coming oh man yeah I mean one of my favorite films of all time just yeah no, no question yeah it deserves to be in there absolutely you mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger darling Another film that deserves to be in there is Face Off. Fuck yeah! I've been uh, chasing this guy ever since I joined the force. He he has no conscience and he uh, he shows no no remorse. He's the mastermind behind numerous bombings and political assassinations. He uh, has a felony list a mile long: murder, arson, kidnapping, terrorism—you name it. And now, after all this time, I finally figured out a way to trap him. I will become him. I mean, I'm glad I got a John Woo in there. He's, he's pretty, <laughs> pretty known for this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I mean, handy. recently we've been, um, I mean, you brought to my attention that they're looking into a face-off remake. And so it seems. all you need to do is look at the, ori the original face-off and go, why would you need to? Yeah. It is as ridiculous as action can get and it still have that emotional heft. Yeah. It also has just one of the perfect pairings. One of the, you, you'll never get a, a, a partnership like this in a movie. John Travolta and Nick Cage doing impressions of each other. Like, playing characters also doing impressions of the other character. In in itself, I would watch, even if there was no action. But as, as it goes, it has huge set pieces. Mm -hmm. um, and again... It doesn't even matter that you can occasionally very obviously see that the stuntmen and have looked nothing like John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Um, sometimes they've got sideburns. Some guy has more hair than Nicolas Cage does. It just it doesn't matter because they're falling through the sky from a <laughs> speedboat that's ex that's flying through also flying through midair and is about to explode on the surface of the water. And like the the, the force of the action itself very easily matched by the force of Travolta and Cage combined and I can't imagine this story being 
anywhere near as successful without those two people in there. John Woo is very, very adept at gunfights. He's got his stupid sci-fi concepts down. There is bread and butter. And um, yeah. it's a film that doesn't feel its length. It's it's fairly fairly long, and it just just with a lot of, like a lot of the movies on my list, it just keeps bringing it and bringing it, and it doesn't sl- lose its pace. It just keeps on delivering. Mm. It's it's often ridiculed, and it's pre- it can be ridiculous in places, but it's a fucking astounding action film. It really is. You're not having any fun, are you, Sean? Try terrorism for hire. We'll blow some stuff up. It's more fun. Plan B. Let's just kill each other. Okay, well, my next entry is Ong Bak. Nice. Alternately known as the Muay Thai Warrior, or the Thai Warrior in the United States, because Muay Thai, what's that? I'm not watching this movie. (laughs) He perfected his art through years of sacrifice in a place he called home. But now, a single act of betrayal will awaken a cruel destiny. Um, I think sometimes the movies that really make an impact, and there are at least two more examples of this coming up in our list, are the movies that introduce a new style of fighting to the West. And although we'd had movies like Kickboxer, which... Kickboxer. Kickbacker. Kickboxer. Which was... <laughs> Kickbacker. Stop kicking people's backs, keep Kickbacker. <laughs> I've got to. <laughs> it's, it's in me job. So... It's not a job. So, aside from the fact that, um... You know, some movies had featured Muay Thai before. Nothing had really explored it or shown this style of fighting. It's about a guy, a Buddha, is stolen from his little village, so he has to go to the big city and uh, try and get it back. Um, it's all set in Thailand. And it's Tony Jaa in the lead, just doing these incredible fights, using his knees and his elbows and jumping up people and using these very odd stances. You know, if the whole Jet Lee, if the whole Bruce Lee thing was to sort of, you know, keep on your feet, keep moving about, Tony Jaa shows how flexible <laughs> these stances could be as he's able to sort of effortlessly spring from one into the next and jump around the place and keep on target, mm. in spite of the fact that he's in these very sort of seemingly immobile foot stances that are actually giving him a lot of um, power. It's incredible fist fights. The odd chase, a really fun parkour chase through the city, involving him doing various stunts that the crew liked so much they had to show it for multiple angles. <laughs> it's a bit of a frustrating film because it is kind of promising that um, Tony Jaa is going to be the next Jackie Chan and that he's got this, the, the talent to do so. Maybe not quite the charm, he's not quite the screen presence of Chan, but certainly he's got the ability to do it. But after this you had um, Tom Yum Gung, also known as The Protector in the United States and Warrior King in the UK, and then Ong Bak did a load of prequels that were set not in the modern world but in the ancient world, and mm. I don't know, it's not quite the same when you don't have him being able to jump over a motorbike kicking the person and riding the motorbike, and mm. I don't know, he kind of fizzled. I think I don't I don't know what big things Tony Jaa did afterwards. He was in he was in one of the Fast and Furious movies, the seventh one, and was pretty good in it. He mm. was in the second uh, Kill, Zone. Kill Zone. That was it. Yeah, he was in Kill Zone two, which was fine. <laughs> and he was in a movie called Paradox that was apparently quite good, directed by Sammo Hung. I don't think it's made it to the West yet, but um, I don't know. It was it was a little frustrating because this film promises really really incredible things. Hmm. I have seen Ong Bak, and I was wild. Mm. It's it's just bre- <laughs> it's one of those things where you just go, hmm, he's perfect in every way. <laughs> and I'm scum. I see. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just so exciting. Every time he gets into a fight, it's oh boy. Yeah. Well, that's how it should be. You think, oh, good, more action, more pain and death. This is what I'm, what I'm here to see. Premier Asia in 
invites you to discover the action phenomenon that's taking the world by storm. I'm back. Well, the next film definitely delivers on pain, death, and uh, action uh, because it's directed by Quentin Tarantino, and that just seems to be his bread and butter. <laughs> Kill Bill, the first. The best. Definitely. Not too long ago, I was quite the professional. My friends and I, we were the creme de la creme in an exclusive industry. And we all worked for this man, Bill. Then one day, I decided to leave, settle down, and start a new life. But when I tried to get out, they did me in. With with all the with all the the flair and just innate filmmaking talent that Tarantino brings to mm. every movie he's ever done, sometimes it's more success than others. <laughs> As we know, it's all about the story of B. Kiddo, uh, played by Uma Thurman, getting revenge for um, a, a botched uh, murder attempt at her wedding as she runs away from a gang of ruffians. It's a pure celebration of Japanese martial arts and blending that with big, flashy, sort of glitzy Hollywood. Mm. Um, production values. Uma Thurman is just a fucking beast in this. She's <laughs> so formidable. Watching her remorselessly go, like, work her way through legions upon legions of people to get to mm. get her revenge is very satisfying, and it makes me think, yeah, revenge does work. Actually, <laughs> revenge is actually. great. Um, there are some really, really wonderful smaller fights in there. I mean, obviously, starting off with um, Vivica Ray Fox. She's just got this very tight, contained piece in in this person's living room. Um, it just causes maximum destruction in this tiny space. You've got um, Oren Ishii, played by Lucy Liu, um, straight out of the Japanese greats of old. It's just pure, pure homage to that. And then, of course, we have her battle with the crazy 88, where it goes. the film just goes into overdrive, and it's, it's, it's a... It's, been building up the entire movie with these very contained, you know, like contained chaotic pieces, mm. and he just, you know, he goes all out, switches to black and white, and just starts slicing off limbs. And <laughs> it's just a seamless transition from scene to scene, and it's what an amazing film. Yeah, definitely, it really is. Our part's over. Well, from having talked about the potential new Jackie Chan, let's talk about the original one. Put put him in one of these. There's so much to go for here. His early movies like uh, Drunken Master, Snake and the Eagle, Shadow, where he was just, it was just pure martial arts. And then his more stunt, his more stunt orientated work like Project A and um, his kind of uh, Western work like Rumble in the Bronx and the Rush Hour series. Mm. But I decided that the best, and Armor of God, of course, which is just incredible. Mm. I decided to go for Police Story. Yeah. I mean, there's so many movies in that franchise that could be, that have a claim to be his best one. The second one has that incredible, uh, playground fight which mm-hmm. is the first time i remember being impressed by jackie chan is that playground fight and the fourth one has this brilliant ladder fight like literal ladder fight that's really incredible but i decided it had to come down between either one or three and i'm gonna cheat a little bit here because i'm gonna say if you have not seen a jackie chan movie then police story one is the best one to watch as your first because it contains everything about jackie chan it's got his incredible action his unbelievable stunts and willingness to put himself at risk little things like jumping across a fucking room mm. or throwing himself into a car <laughs> just tiny moments and it also has an incredible opening action set piece of cars going for a shanty town it's a really stunning work and the mall fight at the end is brutal in a really sort of the raid style way but in terms of the movie that is my sixth favorite action movie of all time, I'm going to go with Police Story 3 Super Cop. In the crime capital of the world, where an army of criminals has taken over, there's never a cop around when you need one. 
But when this cop's around... One is all you need. Yeah, it's him as a Hong Kong officer who is then sequestered to, um, or whatever the correct version of that word is, sequestered. Seconded? Seconded, yeah. To mainland China, where he works with uh, Michelle Yeoh, who's playing an Interpol inspector. Um, and the two of them have to bring down a drug deal, which involves him going undercover and helping him break out of prison and undertaking various raids, including a prison escape. And it's just fucking stunning. It's such a good action movie. A lot of gunfights, a lot of Jackie Chan grabbing guns mm. in this movie. Um, which you may not have seen before. But it's got all of his signature comedy, his incredible stunts, including one of his most ambitious, where he pulls a cruise and grabs onto the underneath of a helicopter um, 20 years before Cruise did it and just gets dangled over a city <laughs> with no safety wires, just fucking holding onto a ladder. It's painful Thanks, to watch. One of the reasons I'm reluctant to make it my Jackie Chan entry for this list, though, is because he's totally outshone by Michelle Yeoh in this movie, <laughs> who is fucking incredible. She does things like holding onto the side of a truck because it speeds through a city and, like, crashing into cars, and you can just see her, like, on the side of this thing. Mm. She does. She jumps off of said truck onto a, um, a car behind her, and there's an outtake where she misses the car <laughs> and just jumps onto the road. <laughs> She's fucking unbelievable. Like, she's so good. And considering we're not talking about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon on this, mm. it's um because that's being saved for a future list. It's really nice to give her a mention. Also, Maggie Chung is in this film, yeah. all of these films, and she's really fun. It turns out she actually grew up in England, and specifically Bromley and Kent. Oh. Yeah, so, that was a surprise. But for us. She's, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't kick any ass in these movies, but she is frequently just thrown off of things <laughs> and given these really big stunts. Um, and in this one, she's kicked out of a helicopter onto a car, and it's just yeah, really incredible. Oh, and also Michelle Yeoh drives a speeding car onto a speeding train. <laughs> and there's outtakes of that going on too. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's You're just right an incredible movie. <laughs> Go again? <laughs> Michelle? Go again? Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. Uh, there we go. <laughs> there she is. Yeah, it's just a fucking stunning action movie. Excellent. Jackie Chan. Super Cop. He's, he's, he's just always enjoyable to watch. Poetry. Just- just adore that man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Another man I adore is Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves was in Bill and Ted. But he was also in Replicas. But he was also in... <laughs> was he in Replicas? Yeah. Or was it Replicants? I've started your timer. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Okay, great. Well, he was also in John Wick 1, 2, and 3. I lost everything. That dog was a final gift from my dying wife. Jonathan, you got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out to pull you back in. It's personal. And Fuck yeah. these are just, um, these have been game changers. You, you let a stuntman direct yeah. and uh, and wow. Ke- Keanu Reeves, I mean, there are, there are videos out there of him training and the, the work he puts in and the precision with which he works is just incredible. Yeah. Um, like, and, and, and if it's not enough that he is the nicest and most hardworking guy in Hollywood, just the, the results are incredible. From the very first movie, we, you know, we were talking about this the other day when mm. it's hard to put the second and third above the first because, you know, from the first time he, sh- he shows his, his talents, um, taking out those yeah. guys who, who go and come into his home. And then you've got the nightclub. Uh, scene mm. where you know he's, he's just very 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 capably taking taking people out it goes into that thing again of it being so much fun that i'm laughing the entire time it's incredibly yeah. brutal and but I, the laughter comes in the same way as it come um it comes it's not it comes at night 
what's the night the night comes for us that's it that's where it, yeah. you're just every time there's a new action scene you're going because you can't wait to see what he's going to do with the surroundings what's he yeah. going to get thrown out of you know and what's he going to use to murder a whole room full of people is he going to use that cup of water yeah. he might and and that's the that's the really fun thing about this you know he's he's a resourceful um res- resourceful killer mm. And they use that resourcefulness and, and you're aware of that. And whether you're aware of that um, overtly or not, you're still wondering consciously or subconsciously, what's he going to do next? <laughs> it could have been a standalone movie. I'm glad it wasn't because I've had a lot of fun out of these. Yeah. But it could have because it just did everything it needed to do. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just the first time you see him get into a gunfight, it feels like you're seeing gunfights for the first time. He's completely yeah. reinvented it, and the nightclub sequence is just one of my favorite ever moments mm. that I've ever seen put to film. And the home invasion is actually really cool. Yeah. The first time you yeah. see him engage is just, oh man, what a movie. People keep asking if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm not afraid of John Wick. Uh-huh. How good's your laundry? No one's that good. I thought not. <laughs> Okay, for my next movie, we're sticking with Keanu Reeves. What? Yeah. It's Jan de Bont, the, ha- the director of The Haunting and Twister. It's his film, Speed. Whoa. Speed. All right, pop quiz. Airport, gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're 100 feet away. What do you think? Shoot the hostage. What? Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. You're deeply nuts, you know that? All right, gentlemen, what we have here are 13 passengers in an express elevator. Bomb's already taken out cables. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? Uh, Basement. He can strike anywhere. At any time. Will the mystery guest please sign in? Why are they messing with me? Do they think I'm doing this for fun? And this movie is about um, Keanu Reeves plays a um, LAPD SWAT officer who, along with his partner, Harry Temple, played by Jeff Daniels, they stop, manage to thwart the terrorist plot of Dennis Hopper playing himself. After He gets away from this and then takes a bus. Hi- he hijacks a bus, essentially, by putting a bomb on it that will explode if the bus goes under 50 miles an hour. And it's just, um, it's just an incredible premise. It's a really fun idea. The idea that this bus has to keep speeding through this town. And it's just, uh, there's a number of other films about this sort of vehicular related there's actually the opposite premise in um with the wages of fear remade by as um the sorcerer by um william friedkin in which um a bunch of men are transporting a big thing of nitroglycerin and can't drive too dangerously or will explode this is the opposite idea that just keeps the action moving keanu reeves is at his most charming in it there's just there's a whole bunch of really interesting extras there's some bad performances in this that kind of make it interesting and quotable (laughs) including this really awkward exchange between keanu reeves and sandra bullock who's also in the movie it's a game if he gets the money he wins if the bus blows up he wins what if you win then tomorrow we'll play another one but i'm not available to drive tomorrow busy I don't know what was going on that day of filming, but in any case, this is just a really fabulous film with a very fun bad guy, an incredible premise, and some really good set pieces that just, yeah, it just keeps escalating. Uh, Christopher Nolan cited this as one of the many sort of, I guess he had a flavor board full of stuff that he wanted to influence Dunkirk, and this was on there, and it's just, (laughs) it's just a kind of relentless movie and a really fun kind of premise. It's fantastic. Keanu Reeves. Dennis Hopper. Sandra Bullock. Pop quiz. 
You have a hair trigger aimed at your head. What do you do? What do you do? Speed. Get ready for rush hour. Well, on to Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> he was in Siberia, but as well as being in Siberia, he was in Knock Knock. And uh, as well as being in Knock Knock, though, he was also in The Matrix, which fuck yeah. is my potentially sci-fi, but it's uh, fuck off. And a reason it's three times in our fucking life. <laughs> and I mean, that's, you know, that's because of his hard work, Paul. And, w- <laughs> you know, without him, there's a whole sort of a whole arm of meme culture and also just some of the best <laughs> films I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Just wouldn't, yeah, be, yeah. wouldn't be here. It'd be the matrix with will smith so i thought you're saying we wouldn't be here <laughs> none of us would be here if not for keanu he fucks all of our mums um... have you ever had a dream neo that you were so sure was real what if you were unable to wake from that dream how would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world what is happening to me the answer is out there neo it's the question that drives us. What is the Matrix? So, The Matrix, one of the greatest right, action movies a... of all time, one of the, the greatest, most memorable movies of all time. Um, should have been a should have been a standalone film, but that's nothing to do with the action in this in this movie. <laughs> uh, choreographed by yeah. Oh, Wu Ping. Yuan Wu Ping. Yuan Wu Ping. That's it. Who is responsible for? Paul, tell me. Oh, uh, Iron Monkey back in the day. Um, yeah. I mean, he choreographed most of the action sequences in the late 90s and early noughties. But um, oh, he also, he did some fantastic, I think he did um, a couple of J- Jackie Chan's choreography, actually. Yeah, I sounds. Confirm that before I make wild assertions. Right. You go on. Yeah, so it's obviously, it's memorable for the bullet time, um, mm. for the Matrix itself, for what that allows the uh, beloved action heroes to do in this movie. Um, and achieve with their fight scenes and you know it's it's probably not the first to do these kinds of things outright everything's always a little bit derivative and i'm sure there's something there but to do it so well and to bring it to the forefront it is just how i mean how else can i say very good <laughs> it's very it's very good is the thing yeah it's, it's very very good and it's it's in a reality where anything is possible and they mm. realize that i think through the action yeah. It's it's fucking good. It is that that sort of kung fu scene between Keanu Reeves and Morpheus is still a lot of fun to see on the big screen. And yeah, we both saw it actually this year for the twentieth anniversary in our respective ho- hometowns. <laughs> Currently, absolutely, and that lobby shootout is still just it. It really yeah. gets you excited. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Uh, Yoon Woo Ping um, did uh, choreograph Jackie Chan in Drunken Master early on in his career, before I guess Chan put together his own stunt team. But he also choreographed the action in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Kill go. Bill Volume 1, um, Kung Fu Hustle, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Ip Man 3, curiously. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's, he's been around the place. Old UN. He also, um, oh, and he directed uh, Snake and the Eagle Shadow, so there you go. Oh, okay, cool. Speaking of China, my next film is something that John Woo did before he came to America and started telling Nicolas Cage what to do. Successfully, he made a bunch of really incredible Hong Kong action movies, including stuff like uh, Bullet in the Head, A Better Tomorrow, oh, God. Um, The Killer, which was yeah. a very close um, contender for this, but I've gone for Hard Boiled. Mm. 
actually his most ambitious Chinese work. And the movie's about a radical cop named Tequila, played by Chow Yun-Fat at his most charming. Um, and he goes after a whole bunch of gangsters, and it, it's alternately hilariously camp and incredibly grim. But the action sequences are absolutely stunning. Everything between, from the tea house opening sequence that includes the famous shot of um, Tequila going down the banisters of a stairway mm. with a gun in each hand, just blowing people away, up to the incredible about 15-minute long hospital shootout, shootout at the end is just absolutely stunning just the way that his g- gunfights work is that somebody fires a gun and the environment around you explodes <laughs> yeah. it, it it has maximum impact if someone's firing even a little nine millimeter mp5 machine gun stuff is going to explode around him yeah and it's absolutely fantastic and in between that you've got a really great warehouse shootout you've got um uh, an excellent little exchange on a boat and it just emphasizes that thing somebody fires a handgun i think and this uh, little box a little box that contains like the life jacket just blows up and a character goes flying through the air and it just it has huge impact even when none of our main characters are managing to get hit there's just so much impact to that it makes you it's really exciting mm. and yeah there's nothing quite like it the frenetic exchange of gunfire the um the way people just throw themselves through the air it's um and also these ambitious wide shots where you see how many players there are and all of them moving around, firing at each other. It's mm. it's so much fun. Good stuff. One other thing that's worth mentioning is that his uh, side his sidekick is uh oh no, I'm gonna fuck up his name. Tony Lung. Yeah. Lung. Yeah. He he's been in a whole bunch of these movies and he's he's also fantastic. Right. He was in Red Cliff one and two. <laughs> Because there were two of them. And he played Ip Man in The Grandmaster. Ah. And he was in 2046. Uh, yeah. Wait, was he in... Um, he was in the, in the Move for Love. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's the best guy. Yeah, I know. I know Tony Long now. He's yeah. coming back to me bit by bit of his beautiful face. <laughs> My three speaking of China is The Raid. Nothing to do with China. It's... Um, his... <laughs> yeah, sorry, just, just to interrupt briefly. Did I say in my previous entry, speaking of China... Here's this Hong Kong movie. <laughs> controversial. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. Come on now. You know whose pocket Everyone be honest. you're in. <laughs> it's very roomy in here. It's a big pocket. <laughs> you in there, Peter Travers, with his tiny feet. Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the list keeps the list growing. So, the the raid. Selamat bekerja. Dan lupa bersenang-senang. Indonesian martial arts masterpiece by Welshman Gareth Evans. Um, <laughs> Gareth Evans. This is unlike any film you will ever see. I don't. I don't think. Maybe Dread has a similar, yeah. um, similar Plot. idea. Going in, yeah. going into a tower block and having to flush out the bad guys, mm. and there being terrible bloody resistance. <laughs> but um, nothing's ever going to match the raid for flair, for martial arts skill, mm. for um, for directing, for gore. Yeah, for the the relentlessness, the brutality of it. There are probably funnier films out there, but I did laugh quite a lot when I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Roger Ebert gave it one out of four. Oh, yes, he did, and I've read his review. It's um, it's wrong. Eco UA, uh, and however you pronounce it in Indonesian, and then Yayan uh, Ruhian as mm. as Mad Dog. Fuck um, yeah, he's the best. I mean, both of them bringing their own. Uh, very distinctive styles to the piece. Iko Ue is like brutal but extremely ordered, and it's just a very clear sort of 
force for good like wiping his way through this this tower block and um uh fuck me just saw it a second ago (laughs) yayan uh yayan rihan was Mm. um is frenetic chaotic just completely unbridled much in the same way i've seen min sik choi in in Mm. uh any scene as a bad guy you feel immediately unsettled whenever um whenever mad dog's on screen because you it doesn't matter that he's whether he's in a you know a room full of you know, 10, 15, 20 people. Um, so as, as well as bringing in all these characters with all these, you know, uh, especially these two people with their mm. very distinct f- fighting styles, it is just such a fantastic, cohesive piece that doesn't lose pace for a mm. second. Yeah. Um, one of the one of my only uh, complaints with the Raid 2 is that it's, over, well, two main complaints is overlong and a t- bit too twisty at times. Mm. Um, but um, I think it just, it just falls stumbled 20. over itself once or twice even though it's 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 fucking wonderful to watch and you know could almost have been in here for the action <laughs> what the raid does it it goes with an idea it mm. takes it in his teeth and then 90 minutes later it's done you're sweating you're covered in someone's fluids and you're actually quite okay with doing it again absolutely i mean i will say i absolutely adore the raid too it's um it would be a very tough thing i, I think the action sequences of the raid stick out a little more especially the fight in the meth lab where they're just jumping yeah. onto tables throwing chairs at each other and <laughs> yeah. kicking each other's legs out from underneath them it's um it's really quite incredible. And of course, that first hallway scene. It's that thing that we mentioned earlier. By introducing a, a somewhat, I say new martial arts, we've been around for hundreds of years, but an unfamiliar martial art in the West, which in this yeah. case is Penchak Silat, an Indonesian okay. fighting style, is just really, really firm. And it has Great. a big impact. Okay, my number three is just we're getting into movies that I would just be up for watching literally any time. Um, it's Heat, Michael Mann's Heat. You search for the scent of your prey, and then you hunt them down. That's the only thing you're committed to. It keeps me sharp, on the edge, where I gotta be. making moves on the street, allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you spot the heat around the corner. My life's a disaster zone because I spend all my time chasing guys like you around the block. I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best, trying to stop guys like me. Mm. A fucking incredible heist movie that only really has a handful of action beats in it, but it's just as a premise is building tension throughout and just escalating and building and building until we get to this incredible shootout along the streets of um, downtown Los Angeles. It's um, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, both on top form. De Niro is this sort of wounded, very insular kind of badass, and Al Pacino is just this screaming fucking madman. Um, and other great performances in there from Val Kilmer, John Voight, Tom Sizemore, Ashley Judd, Amy Brennan, Ed Brenneman, all sorts of others. And Hank Azaria as well. And Can't forget Hank. Can't forget Hank! But it's just the gunfights. They they filmed, they, they trained very hard for this gunfight. And they actually shot it on the streets and used the sound from this. Hmm. That's why all of the, um, the gunfire has this cacophonous boom to it. Hmm. I saw it upstairs at the Prince Charles. And the first action sequence where they... T- they hijack a um a money truck where they just slam their truck into the side of it that Mm. was so fucking loud that i thought i was gonna have to leave and it just really created created this huge impact (laughs) to all of the action sequences and it's a really beautifully stylized film um uh, nolan has cited it frequently as an inspiration on movies like the dark knight and it's just um 
It's just stunning. It's a really stunning film with a really great energy to it. If you want a really good trilogy, actually, you can line up Michael Mann's Manhunter, Heat, and Collateral. That's a movie he made in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, and they're just a brilliant impression of sort of L.A. at night, it feels like. Mm. All of them are set in L.A., and it just, it really creates something about the city that is at once a bit of a a sleazy place, but simultaneously a a really sexy place, a kind of cool place, Mm. you know? A place where long guitar solos play out, and it's uh, in the the sunset, and it's just awesome, Mm. and anything could happen. Oh, Natalie Portman's right. in it too when she was young. Oh, yeah. And William Love Fickner. It. Actor man, William Fickner. <laughs> Face haver, William Fickner. <laughs> Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer in a Michael Mann film. Heat. So, getting into the top twos. Yeah. The top, the topsest twosers. The terrible twos. Only not um, terrible, because they're great. Because they're great. Terrible will bring terrible back to mean good, like wicked and sick and things like that. Oh, so man, that my, was terrible. My terrible two is Terminator 2. Yeah. Same make. Same model. New mission. Once he was programmed to destroy the future. I don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. Now his mission... Get down! ...is to protect it. Come with me if you want to live. I mean, as it's number two, this should come as no surprise for me to say it is very nearly the greatest action movie of all time. With, you know, iconic anti-hero, I suppose, in, in Arnold Schwarzenegger and The Terminator. You know, it's just completely iconic and with some of them, the chunkiest action sequences you, you'll see in cinema, I think. Mm. With the, the motorbike and truck chase, it's just such, there's just so much peril and mm. just every collision and every impact it's just so juicy and chunky yeah and sarah connor is a fucking badass in this linda hamilton yeah. this is, i mean james cameron he's and he's strong women he bloody loves them doesn't he <laughs> and and she's she is just electric she's so mm. intimidating and yeah. mean and like what like thin and wiry from the crisis of the first movie yeah and you've got these these two having to like learn to get on with this kid in the middle this misguided sort of fuck up of a kid played by edward furlong <laughs> and, and and then you've got robert patrick as the t as the t1000 and it's just the the un- unstoppable villainy of, <laughs> of him the, the, the combination of all of these and any showdown between the two terminators yeah sparks fly and the the, the post-apocalyptic no the apocalyptic sort of setting for this movie it just the, the the stakes are off the charts and it's just got that human touch as well which i which i really love yeah the, the relationship between john connor and, and the terminator mm. it's just such a beautiful budding relationship as well and it is every connection that you have to the characters it just makes the action all that more impactful God, and the soundtrack as well is just oh yeah. just <laughs> unbelievable yeah you know a, I mean? a great reworking of that of that original theme two shots that stay in mind from that movie for me are linda hamilton when she's just tried to shoot uh mars dyson through the window and she gets up and pulls out that big silver 
like um long slide <laughs> yeah. handgun thing and marches towards the house with the sort of cool blue light of the pool reflected on her and the idea is very much that she has become the terminator she's trying yeah. to eliminate a target in the past in order to affect the future and she is at risk of losing her humanity here and the other one is just a kind of playful moment where um the terminator's in the big truck and has rear-ended the smaller truck that our heroes are in yeah and arnie just gets out he's got a machine gun just strides over the bed of the truck over the bonnet of the truck that's pushing them and just bends down and starts shooting into the windshield at the t-1000 and it's all one shot and it's just really fantastic arnold schwarzenegger terminator 2 judgment day this time he's back for good trust me that's chunky. That is chunky. Okay, speaking of chunky, I think it's time we talked about Bruce Lee. I think it's time. I think I think we better get into this now. With Bruce Lee, you can pick any any of his um, very short, tragically short filmography, really. Um, maybe except Big Boss. But you could pick Way of the Dragon with his excellent nunchuck fight and um, a fight against Chuck Norris. Uh, was that Way of the Dragon? Yeah, The Chinese Connection is also called. Or you could have, I'm missing one, Fist of Legend, where he takes on a whole sort of school full of martial arts students. Mm. There's just, it's utterly incredible but the one i have to go for is the one that introduced me and i think most of the world to him which unfortunately was his last film enter the dragon roper williams and lee the deadly three penetrate the secret chambers of an evil island empire what do you know about Han? he lives like a king on that island this is enter the dragon the first martial arts film produced by a major hollywood studio a film in which Bruce Lee plays a secret agent, kind of, or at least he's employed by the British intelligence in order to go undercover in a martial mm. arts tournament in order to defeat a drug-dealing kind of drug baron who is obsessed with martial arts. And he, whilst he's there, he meets up with John Saxon, 70s man, playing Roper, and Jim Kelly playing Williams. Fuck me, it's just so amazing. This movie is iconic for a reason. The fight sequences are incredible. It's Everything that's fantastic about Bruce Lee's earlier movies all rolled into one. His mm. incredible charisma that that man has and unbelievable style, which is still kind of unmatched when it comes to fight sequences. Just the idea of one kick, one bad guy on the ground. And yeah. he can do like several of them a minute. And what well, a minute isn't that great. He can do like <laughs> six do kicks a minute. Six kicks a minute. He's got to lie down for a bit in between minutes, <laughs> but fuck me. He can just, he can just rattle off these kicks like a machine gun and it's incredible and and the sequence where he's underground fighting all of the henchmen with his you know the nunchucks and the staff Mm. absolutely fantastic there's a kind of i don't know just like a a crack to his act to the action you know that just Mm. a a real maybe it's the sound effects those crunchy kind of kind of sounds that that really sort of i is the icon of 1970s um martial Mm. arts cinema but also bruce lee's style is just so unlike anything else that's going on in um, Mm. martial arts cinema at the time. If you look at sort of Chinese martial arts films of the 60s and 70s, it's very much a case of move one, move two, move three, move four. And it's very sort of formalized and there's even a sort of gap in between punches. But then to have Bruce Lee and his sort of free flowing, beautiful, graceful style, it's, it's still iconic and it's still incredibly exciting. Where the world's greatest martial arts athletes meet the ultimate challenge with the most ancient and deadly of weapons, the human body. Enter the dragon from Warner Brothers. Well, my number one. Mm. Oh, hang on. I think I've got. I think I've got your notes. Oh no. Um, my number is, one is. Uh, oh, oh yeah. That's an issue. Have you got. 
I think we've got... You got my notes. I think, yeah, I think we've both exchanged and consumed notes. Because the thing is, although we were both tasked with completing a list of greatest action movies ever, and we were going to try and avoid duplicates, neither one of us could fucking stomach the idea of putting a list together. With the word action anywhere near it, and not having the same number one. Yeah. This This number one is just the number one. And I think probably we should both say it. Okay. Okay. Five, four... Three, two, one. Surf Ninjas. Remake of Point Break. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Die Hard. It's Christmas Eve in LA. California. Is Daddy coming home, Sue? Well, we'll see what Sammy can do, okay? And New York cop John McLean has come to see his wife. Instead. He's going to have to save her. Yeah, it's Die Hard. Yeah, it's Die Hard. It's the, be- it's the best. It's the best action movie, actually. John McTiernan. It actually, it actually is. Die Hard. John McClanans. <laughs> um. uh, the guy's, uh, the hero's name is uh, Jeff Sompson. Hmm. <laughs> My name's John McTiernan. How about it's John <laughs> McClain? Um. Clanan? Mm, let's just stick with McLean. <laughs> All right. Doesn't sound like John McTiernan, though. Took it too far. Oh, and Jan de Bont, incidentally, speed director and cinematographer. Oh, great. Learning the ropes. So starring Bruce Willis, yeah. Alan Rickman, Reginald Val Johnson. Yep, all at the height of their powers. You'll never get better Reginald than this. <laughs> <laughs> Villain and hero, for mm. one thing. Yeah. Uh, just so so much fun. Great Got the, play. The, the, street, the streetwise, smart-talking, uh, <laughs> no-nonsense cop. Yep. Oh, Hey! Um, uh, he's walking here. And Hans Gruber, the sort of harsh, yeah. formalized British German. Who I assume just tricked everybody into thinking he was German. He had a German <laughs> guy speak on the phone to get hired. And then it's a very American action movie thing. Don't actually go and hire a real person from that country. Because, <laughs> my God, ah, their, their cultures are different to ours. They'll do things with our women. If you can unite a British and German threat, that really is just a fucking top line for um for an American action film. My favorite, That's the line true. of his... That always comes to mind when I think of his performances hunt that little shit down <laughs> it's it's full of wonderful flourishes his little night fever thing that he does when he walks out of the office and just fires a shot into the air his leg, <laughs> his leg jerks out as though yeah, he's on the dance floor with John Travolta and, um, you know the iconic lines of now I have a machine gun ho 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 and then him just playing some American dude <laughs> oh yeah oh god you're one of them yeah. Oh no. It's it's <laughs> so you uh, don't work for Takagi. Fuck me. We could just do this movie. Yeah, I know. There, there are so many, just so many iconic lines, and we were just trying. We were discussing like iconic action moments, mm. and I can think of like, flashes. Yes. You know, I, I, I know. The, like there are some stunning action it's, scenes. It's, but... It is more about the uh, the scenario and just the overwhelming momentum mm. of the piece. It's like speed. There's no, you know, you're not going to get YouTube. Best gunfight ever, Die Hard. Because there's little yeah. moments. There's, you know, the bad guy on top of the table and McLean under the table, which is great. Mm. There's a couple of fist fights, and there's nothing terribly well choreographed or dynamic, but it's just the overall sense of adventure. The, mm. the, the idea of one good guy building through a bag full of bad guys, God is trying to solve the situation, his wife is a hostage. And yeah. I, I actually rewatched it at Christmas, and the yeah. thing that struck me. Best Christmas me, movie, also. Best we were to do a yeah. Christmas top 10. Oh, God. Number, yeah. one. Number one, Die Hard. Um. Number two, Silent Night, Deadly Night, too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just every single moment it is delivering information to you. It's one of the best written films 
ever. And it was written by um, Jeb Stewart and Street Fighter director Stephen E. D'Souza, um, <laughs> demonstrating that he would have known what he was doing if he had been allowed to do it. Um, just allowed for it once. <laughs> just for one fucking second to just get on with it. But it's it's... Every moment there's something being communicated to you that's going to pay off later, whether it's the reason there's construction on the upper floors or Mm. why it might be tricky to get the police's attention at this particular night of the year. Um, Mm. Why... Um, she, uh, what's the name of the wife? Um, Holly! That was it. Holly! Why Holly <laughs> is going by her surname. Oh! And, um, <laughs> oh! Why Holly is going by Janeiro instead of McLean, thereby making it harder yeah. for Rickman to figure out who she is. Just, it's constant. Every Everything is going to pay off. Um, yeah. Including make fists with your toes. The fucking bizarre <laughs> moment at the beginning, which explains why McLean is shoeless, which becomes an important plot point later on. Yeah. It's, oh, fuck. It's just one of the best written action movies ever made, I think. Yeah, you're right. It is like being on speed. <laughs> it's also my dad's favorite movie of all time. And uh, yeah. I love that we get to connect on that because <laughs> our tastes just differ wildly. <laughs> Number one, he, Die he Hard. Through... Number two, White Chicks. Well, you know, he looked through the list and going, oh, that's a great film. What, oh, the list of episodes we've done? Wait, wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just going, why are you doing this about Jack and Jill? It's great. <laughs> so, so to think that we can veer so widely apart and then... Just, just converge at the apex, which is Die Hard. It's yeah. really good for me and <laughs> the apex my, of all um, movies. My, my problems with my family. <laughs> it really makes them tolerable, and I think, <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I also have a, a big soft spot for the second Die Hard and the third one, which I rewatched recently and didn't quite hold up as well as Teenage Me would have hoped. It does yeah. actually feel like someone trying to do an impression of a Die Hard movie in terms of the script writing. Some of the lines yeah. and especially the score. Michael Kamen's score, incidentally, is one of the all-time great action movie scores. Yeah, it's, there's not much else to be said about um, the original Die Hard. It just mm. absolutely earns its place as one of the best regarded action movies of all time. He's an easy guy to like. Come on to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. And a hard man to kill. Die Hard. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? Paul, how can people hear about One Good Thing? Uh, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter at OGT Pod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. When we put the call out for the OG team, it does happen. <laughs> it, def- it definitely happens, all right? I'm not, G- I'm not Jesus, actually. I'm close. Look, you know, you know, you know the Pauls. You know the Paul boys. We're here every week. We're never going to go away. There's a <laughs> hurricane never. going on right now. We're never going to go away. I've nailed myself to the floor. <laughs> We're here for life. Work yeah. around the pool boys. <laughs> Build around us, cities. <laughs> I'm Paul. Nailed to the floor. I'm Paul. Nailed to the head. <laughs> Bullet to the head. Yeah, action movie. And remember, one good thing about the best action movies ever made <laughs> is uh, Yanderbrod was often involved. <laughs> and in the haunting. No, it's Keanu Reeves. Fuck me. The best thing about the best action movies ever is Keanu fucking Reeves. Yeah. Ev- and just everyone else is just flecked by his own glorious cum. Did we mention Conair? Conair's good too. Oh, yeah. <laughs>